mostly all of the dealers left. So then it's, like I said before, it's extremely dangerous because then you have to buy from people you don't know. You're not familiar with their supply, so you could just be buying anything. Welcome to Storm Stories, a podcast about the effects of hurricanes on coastal North Carolina. In this week's episode, we examine how Hurricane Florence impacted illicit drug use in 2018 and how COVID-19 is affecting it now. North Carolina is ranked 16th nationally for the highest opioid overdose death rate. In New Hanover County, 88% of opioid deaths involve heroin or fentanyl. Carolina ranked as one of the worst states for drug abuse, showing just how much it has grown. The in number Central of people North dying Carolina. from heroin in North Carolina has skyrocketed. People have all in trying to figure out how the illicit drug market changes during natural disasters, I figured I'd start with the consumer, drug users. So about a year ago, I spoke to a woman we'll call Sydney. She was born and raised in Wilmington, and she started using hard drugs early on. Okay, um, so I'm 26 now. Um, I started using drugs when I was 15. Uh, primarily, I jumped right into harder drugs such as, you know, IV heroin, um, cocaine, Xanax, uh, and I have, you know, a long history of going to rehabs and detoxes and IOPs. Um, I did a four-year prison sentence. Before Hurricane Florence, she'd been using meth regularly and heroin occasionally. With her supply cut off by the storm, she started going into withdrawal and became very, very sick. Uh, When I didn't have those things, it was very sick, throwing up, you know. um, I really had to rely on my boyfriend uh, to try to, you know, like make sure we're driving somewhere safe and uh, that kind of stuff. My boyfriend and I were essentially stuck in the car. the remainder of the first night and the second day of the hurricane. You know, the winds start picking up and it's hard to find, you know, somewhere safe that like trees and debris and things aren't gonna come and hit you. She says drugs were harder to come by during and after Florence because dealers had the financial means to evacuate while users were stuck with little or no supply. So yeah, definitely even after it ended, um, it was very difficult to find anything. Um, you know, so I'm sure, not just me, but I'm sure a lot of people out there, you know, were very, very sick. You'd think that it would push people to want to get clean, but, um, you know, most of my friends who were still using during that, you know, they're still using to this day, so. After talking to Sydney, I had questions. Were more illicit drugs hard to find for all users or just her? And were there more overdoses during Florence? So I turned to Margaret Bordeaux for answers. Bordeaux is a justice-involved overdose prevention specialist. During Hurricane Florence, Bordeaux was working with North Carolina Harm Reduction, a grassroots organization that works to reduce the overdose rate and help drug users use safely. She says her biggest concern during Florence was distributing naloxone, an opioid overdose reversal medication. But it's very critical that we put naloxone in the hands of people who would need it the most, and that would not be something that people would have to go without at any point. This was a lesson learned during Katrina. There were a lot of unintentional overdoses, 
She says the biggest issue she saw during Florence was access to opioid maintenance medications like buprenorphine. I started to ask her what happens when access to maintenance medications stops. What do you think they did? The more illicit drugs, that's right, because that was available. During Katrina, you'll hear about other uh, um, devastating storms that sometimes the illicit drug market is hard to navigate because that isn't available. But um, after Florence, not one time did I hear that dope wasn't available. Like, it was still here. So, unlike Sydney's experience, Bordeaux says heroin was still around, even as Hurricane Florence ravaged the southeast coast. With some of my questions still unanswered, Bordeaux put me in touch with her old co-workers from NC Harm Reduction. So I talked to Becca Lilly and Bernadette Colicchio, who told me a little more about the specific dangers of natural disasters to drug users. Mostly all of the dealers left. So then it's, like I said before, it's extremely dangerous because then you have to buy from people you don't know. You're not familiar with their supplies, so you could just be buying anything. It's dangerous not to have a dealer because it's just Russian roulette. You never know what you're going to get. You don't know what's in it, if they, if it's cut, if it's not cut. It's just kind of, you know, what's in the bag. Um, another danger of, you know, buying from buying drugs from dealers that you don't know what the supply is, is, you know, you don't know if it has fentanyl in it. It's a dangerous supply. They had just have more risk of overdose. So where does this leave us? From Sydney, we learned that her supply was interrupted briefly by the storm, that she went into withdrawal, but she and her friend's negative experience during Florence didn't stop them from using once the storm passed. We learned from Margaret Bordeaux that people sometimes turn to more illicit drugs if their maintenance medications aren't available, and that users are at a greater risk of overdose during hurricanes. Now, about a year after I did these first interviews, we're facing a different kind of disaster, COVID-19. Bernadette Colicchio no longer works at harm reduction, but I called Becca Lilly to see how the drug users she works with are impacted by the novel virus. She says there's a similar issue during this pandemic as there was with Hurricane Florence when it comes to drug users having to find new dealers. And this means, as Colicchio mentioned earlier, using a supplier unfamiliar with putting you at a greater risk for overdose. A lot of people's dealers actually like, you know, they are sheltering in place and they are not going to um, risk seeing people like risk their families, you know, exposure to COVID by seeing people. So some people have had to, you know, switch dealers to somebody that they don't know. Lily also says that the shelter in place orders mean that more people are using alone, another risk factor for overdose. So that's really dangerous because even if you have Narcan, if you're by yourself and you're using and you overdose on opiates, um, you can't Narcan yourself if you're unconscious. Lily says she's seen overdoses increase in the past couple weeks, but nothing staggering. When I found out like, hey, the whole state's going to be on a stay at home order, I immediately just like, you know, thought about Hurricane Florence and how, you know, our, our office on Market Street was completely flooded during that time. I mean, we had to work differently then since we have, you know, now here like been through like Florence and natural disaster type situations. Um, we kind of put in a plan of like what, you know, how can we make this better if that something like that were to happen again? You've been listening to Storm Stories. Storm Stories is a project of the nonprofit arts and media organization Working Narratives, 
which is based in Wilmington, North Carolina. To learn more about Storm Stories, visit www.workingnarratives.org. Funding for Storm Stories was provided in part by the Democracy Fund's NC Local News Lab Fund, Unitarian Universalist Beach at Shelter Rock Foundation, and generous individuals like you. I'm your host and producer, Laura Bratton. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.